Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, precious Father, we rejoice that we have this another opportunity to come before your holy word. We come humbly, we come respectfully, and we come with joy unspeakable tonight, full of glory. I ask that revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice. We rejoice that we have the privilege of learning and growing in the knowledge of Christ. So revelation knowledge is gifted everybody under the sound of my voice today. And we decree that whatever is not of God is totally terminated. Your people are built up and by the end of this service, Jesus is glorified. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' precious name and every believer sees a powerful amen. Lift your right hands to heaven. Let's release our faith together. As we say these words, I am born of God. I am born of the word. The word of God is my nature. I do not struggle to do the word. I do the word naturally. Therefore today, I will understand the word of his grace. I will be built up. By the end of this service, I will never be the same. Never ever be the same again. In Jesus name. And every believer says a powerful amen. We want to welcome everybody connected to this service by way of Kingdom Life Network, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all of our social media community that are connected to the service live. We appreciate all of you family online. Guys, get ready. We're going to have an adventure in the word of his grace. We also want to welcome all of the radio audience in Aquaibom State. Wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice, do me the favor, invite a friend, a family member, a loved one, somebody in the state, somebody in local government or villages. Ask them to tune to this radio station right now. Life is flowing through the airwaves. We also want to quickly ask the social media brethren, help me share the video, tag people, put them on different platforms, put them on LinkedIn, WhatsApp groups, put them on Telegram, tag some people, share with all the pages where you belong. Let's get this word to the ends of the earth. What a joy and an honor to welcome all our house churches. Every one of you brothers and sisters in the houses, we are glad to have all of you in fellowship tonight. And all of our campuses around the world, what a joy to welcome every one of you to the service. Guys, get ready. We're going to have a great time of studying the word of his grace. Glory to God. Grab your pen, your notebook, your Bible. You can be seated with your sweet, smart self as we get into the word of his grace. Glory to God. Mm-mm-mm. All right, we're examining concerning leadings and perceptions. And we've been on this for a bit. And we're still going to be here into the end of this year. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. Romans chapter 8, verse number 14. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. We are looking at leadings and perceptions and we have focused a lot on prophecies, tongues, and interpretation. And we have focused on the place of the inward witness. An important factor in the epistle is the term, the spirit. If you notice when Jesus was leaving the earth, in John chapter 14, chapter 15, chapter 16, that's the only place in that 
in the four gospels or in the scripture where you will see Jesus being very definite about what will come to us or who will come to us upon his resurrection. And so those three chapters particularly focuses on the spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God or the Holy Ghost. The spirit, the Holy Spirit, the spirit of God or the Holy Ghost. In John chapter 14 verse 26, John chapter 14 verse number 26. But the comforter which is the Holy Ghost whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said to you. John chapter 15 verse 26. John chapter 15 verse 26. But when the comforter is come whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the spirit of truth which proceeded from the Father, he shall testify of me. John chapter 16 from verse 7 to 13. John 16 verse 7 to 13. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they believe not on me. Of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the spirit of truth is come. He will guide you into all the truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. So they focused on that, you know, the Spirit, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost. Then in John chapter 17, Jesus said, The same glory you gave me, I have given to them. The same glory you gave me, I have given to them. Of course, when he said the glory that you gave me, he was referring to the Spirit. He was referring to the Spirit. So we have that important element in the epistles. So if we're going to discuss any subject, whether it is conduct or guidance, direction, wisdom, counsel, whatever subject we have to discuss will be in the spirit. In the spirit. Whatever subject, it will be in the spirit. So Romans chapter 8 verse 14 again. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Where we said the word ago, led by the spirit, ago, A-G-O, which means to take up. That is, he takes responsibility. The spirit takes responsibility. As many as are led or as many as the spirit is responsible for. 
the spirit takes responsibility and of which we can identify a number of things. Romans chapter 8 verse number 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. The spirit of life in, I am, has set me free. So the freedom in Christ is in the spirit of life. The freedom in Christ is in the spirit of life. Then we highlighted a few things in Romans chapter 8 verse 5 and 6. Romans 8, 5 and 6. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. Next verse. For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. To be spiritually minded. So spirituality is in the mind. You are either spiritual in the mind or you are carnal in the mind. Carnality is in the mind. That is why if you remember we said that the mind is tutored or mentored or fathered by the spirit via the written word. Remember that. Then look at verse 8 and 9 of Romans chapter 8. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. Next verse. But you are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. You are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so be, or since that the spirit of God dwell in you. So because the spirit of God dwell in you, you are in the spirit. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Look at verse 10 and verse 13. And if Christ be in you, so the spirit of Christ in you is Christ in you. You didn't see that. The spirit of Christ. If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. And if Christ be in you, so the spirit of Christ is Christ in you. The body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life. The spirit is life. The spirit is the life of God. The spirit is life because of righteousness. Look at verse 13. But if you live after the flesh, you shall die. But if you through the spirit do mortify the deeds of the flesh, you shall live. Next verse. For as many... As are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Next verse. But you have not received the spirit of bondage. Again is the word fodder. The spirit of bondage fodder to fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Whereby we cry, Abba Father. Now look at verse 16. Likewise, Romans 8, 16 the spirit itself beareth witness. The spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children 
of God. <clears throat> so you see that there was so much discussion on the spirit. In the Pauline epistles, so much is discussed of the spirit. In fact, look at Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. Galatians chapter 3, verse 1 to 3. O foolish Galatians, who hath bewitched you that you should, you should not obey the truth? Before whose eyes, Jesus Christ had been evidently set forth, crucified among you. This only will I learn of you. Received ye the Spirit, the Spirit, by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Next verse. Are you so foolish that having begun in the Spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh, having begun where? In the Spirit. So you can see that he points out this vital element in the faith as being in the spirit. So when we say in Christ, we also mean in the spirit. In Christ. When we, what we mean by in the faith is also in the spirit. In Christ in the faith, in the spirit. So when we say in the spirit or in Christ, we are just interchanging what means the same thing. In the spirit, in Christ. We are interchangeably using the same words, I mean different words to mean the same thing. So in Romans chapter 8 verse 14, when he says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Even though we know that that text doesn't refer to guidance alone. But it includes guidance. Because we have the Spirit witness. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit. The Spirit witness. That we are the children of God. The word witness is the word somatorio. Somatorio. Son means together with. Together with. Material means an evidence. That means the same kind of evidence. The same kind of evidence. It says the spirit itself bears witness with. Son material in the Greek. We said that word is an active term. It's not a past tense. Son material. So every time you see the word son material used is an event or an experience. Be a witness. Son material. Active word referring to an event or an experience. Look at the use of the word son material in Romans chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. Romans chapter 2 verse 14 and 15. For when the Gentiles which have not the law do by nature the things contained in the law. These having not the law are a law unto themselves 
which show the work of the law written in their hearts. Their conscience also bearing witness that their thoughts, the meanwhile, accusing or else excusing one another. Not the word do. When they do, that is, what is in the law is in their conscience. What is in the law is in their conscience. That's what it means. So when it says, the spirit beareth witness with, it means what is in the spirit is in our spirit. In other words, you will not find a difference. You will not find a distinction. You will not find a distinguishing between what is in the law and what is in their hearts. We will not find a difference between the spirit. That's why he says our spirit. He doesn't use the word spirit in plural. The spirit bearing witness with our spirit not spirits with our spirit the spirit bears witness with our spirit so the spirit is our spirit the spirit is our spirit and it bears witness that we are the children of God look at Romans chapter 9 verse 1 still looking at the word son material Romans chapter 9 verse 1. I say the truth in Christ. I lie not. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Ghost. The word somaterio, active term. So the same spirit or the spirit of God. Or the spirit of the son is the same spirit. The spirit of God, the spirit of the son, our spirit, same spirit. Again, look at Romans chapter 8 verse 2. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. The spirit of life is in Christ. So in Christ is in the spirit of life. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. Mm -mm. Romans chapter 8 verse 9. But you are not in the flesh but in the spirit. If so be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now... If any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. He is none of his. Notice the word, the spirit. That word, the spirit now, summarizes everything we have been talking about. Look at Romans 8 verse 10 and 11. <clears throat> And if Christ be in you, the body is dead because of sin. But the spirit is life because of righteousness. So the spirit is life. The spirit or in Christ is life. 
Look at verse 11. Oh, glory to God. Romans 8, 11. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead, because the spirit is life, if that spirit dwell in you, he that raised up Christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead. So that's why verse 16 will now say, Our spirit, the spirit bears witness with our spirit. Because he has told you that our spirit is called the spirit of adoption. Our spirit is called the spirit of sons. It's not like a garment you wear, you know, and then pretend. No. The spirit of sons is the life. The life of sons or the DNA of sons. The spirit of sons. Alright, that's clear. <clears throat> Having said that, so the spirit of God and the spirit of the son are saying the same thing. We have the spirit of Christ, use ones. We have the spirit of the Lord Jesus. Then we have the spirit testifying of Christ, which is in First Peter chapter 1 verse 11 and 12. So here he says, it's the same spirit. Now listen very carefully, everybody. The spirit of God and the spirit of his son is the same. When we have son material, it simply means that what you find in one is in the other. What you find in one is in the other. There will be no distinction. The distinction will not be in quality. It will be in quantity. And I will explain that quickly. That is what it means is, what is in Mr. A is in Mr. B. The only difference is that A is not B. That's the most carnal way I can explain that. See that? Having said that, because I need you to settle this in your mind. That the spirit of Christ, the spirit of God, the spirit of adoption, the spirit of his son, is our spirit. No distinction, no distinguishing, no difference. There are no two spirits in Christianity. We are not monsters. There are no two spirits in Christianity. Once you settle that, there are no two spirits in Christianity that is the same spirit, one spirit. One spirit. Then 1 Corinthians chapter 2 will now teach us how to function. And I'm going to deal with that on the 31st night. How to function as spiritual entities going forward. You know, because if we're looking at the inward witness, if you notice so far in the series of this particular teaching on concerning leadings and perceptions, we have so far said so much about guidance, through the gifts of the spirit. 
prophecy, tongues, interpretation. But you know, this First Corinthians chapter 2 verse 10, where I'm going to deal with on the 31st night, which is Friday, is really where we are going in this series. We want to see how the spirit functions. How the spirit functions. Remember, we have said that the word witness is an active term. It's not like a stamp lying dormant. It's an active term. That's why the word son material. Material means to voice out. To voice out. Material means to give credible evidence. Material also means to witness of or to witness to. To witness of or to witness to. Now, on Sunday in the second service, I began to deal with prophecy and what to do with prophecy. Words that are spoken over you Words that have gone before you that carries within it the plan, the purpose, the intent of God and the motive of God for your life. Because no child of God is an accident. God, before the foundation of the world, has chosen you in Christ. Oh, he foreknew you ahead of time and predestinated you and called you in Christ Jesus, justified you to glorify you. So there's a definite, specific plan of God for your life. Functioning in that plan is success. Now, functioning in that plan will bring peace, it will bring fulfillment and it will bring pleasantness. When we speak in tongues and interpret and when we prophesy, they are words of the spirit. Remember, you are in the spirit. You are in the spirit. Look at First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. This charge I commit unto this son Timothy. According to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war a good warfare. Notice what he said. Timothy you have utterance concerning you. Words have been spoken concerning you. Then he said, you have to war a good warfare. So when it comes to directions, I have a responsibility. Whatever Paul said here requires clarification. First and foremost, utterances are directions of the spirit. That passes through the human mind. 
utterances are directions of the spirit that passes through the human mind. They pass through the human mind. That's why Paul calls it prophecies. Utterances of the spirit that comes via the understanding of the human mind. They exhort, they edify, and they comfort the church. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse number 3. <clears throat> but he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. Now, they pass through the human mind. Which means that the nature of utterances demands clarification. When I give an utterance or when I have a revelation or a vision, it demands clarification on its own. Remember, we spoke about tongues and in tongues we say we have mystery. For he that speaketh in tongues speaketh not to men but unto God. For no man understandeth, how be it in the spirit where you are, you speak mystery. The word mystery is the Greek word mysterion. Mysterion. Mysterion implies knowledge. It implies wisdom and insight that are disclosed to the human mind. Knowledge, wisdom, and insight that are disclosed to the human mind. So he says, I now receive an utterance like Timothy. Look at First Timothy chapter 4 verse 14. First Timothy 4 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy. With the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. Which means I now receive an utterance. And he says when I receive a prophecy, a revelation, an utterance, God speaks to me. Whether directly or via prophecy, which is tongues and interpretation. He says, it is now my responsibility to wage a good warfare. Let's look at the word warfare. You know, a lot of people, because they do not understand biblical terms, when they hear warfare, they think of WWF, World Wrestling Federation, where somebody carries somebody and throws on the ground, and wins the fight. But the word warfare is different. Even the word wrestle. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Doesn't mean the same with wrestling in English language. Because the Bible has its own language. And that's why we teach so we can bring you to a place of understanding. So let's deal with that word warfare. The word warfare is the Greek word steatio. S-T-I-A-S-T-I-A-T-I-O T-E-U-O Stia-T-I-O 
you will see the use of that word warfare in 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse number 4. No man that warreth warfare, warreth, entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. No man that warreth. You will see the use of that word statio in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We do not war after the flesh. James chapter 4 verse 1. James 4 1. The war among your members. From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence, even of your lost, that war in your members. First Peter chapter 2 verse 11. We're doing exegesis on that word warfare. Dearly beloved, I beseech you as strangers and pilgrims, abstain from fleshly lusts, which war against the soul. So there is lust that is warring against the soul. Where you see the word statue, that means there are things you battle with. And almost every time you see that word used, like I have quoted for you, it has to be with thoughts or emotions. That word warfare always is used within the confines of thoughts or emotions. It's not used against fellow human beings. It's used against thoughts and emotions. Let's establish a few, a few, a little bit. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Next verse. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Next verse. Look at the strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every heighting that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought. So it is imagination and thoughts to the obedience of Christ. So the warfare is not against another fellow human being. The warfare is within myself. A warfare going on inside me against contradicting thoughts, against contrary emotions that disobey what Christ has done. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life. That he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. He is still dealing with thoughts and emotions here. 
Same thing with James chapter 1 verse, chapter 4 verse 1. You know, the lusts that war against your members. James 4 1. The lusts that war against your members. Then 1 Peter 2 11. Still deal with the laws that war against your mind. So he's dealing with passions, imaginations, thoughts, emotions, passions. All are within the man who has received a prophecy. He has received a prophecy and there are thoughts, there are emotions, there are passions that seek to contradict what God has told him. So that means the warfare is in prophecies or with prophecies to deal with thoughts, ideas, and emotions. Which means I can interpret prophecies in the light of my emotions. <laughs> you know, like I was saying on Sunday, the lady who is prophesying and begins to say, Don't say the Lord. Oh, oh, I, the Lord, I'm crying. She has allowed her emotions to get in the way of prophecy because God doesn't cry. And even if God is crying, that is not how God will cry. Oh, oh. So that shows you that there is her personality interfering with that prophecy. And that is where the war is. To be able to remove the person and let the message gain preeminence. Which means I can interpret prophecies in the light of my lusts or my own appetite. You know, on Sunday I told a story about the guy who walked to a lady and said, Thus saith the Lord, Kotima Kalito Mokota Nakata, you are my husband. I mean, the man said, You are my wife. And the lady looked at him and did Nankron Doso Krena Kangle de Baba. Thus says the Lord, you are not my husband. See that? They allow their emotions and their desires and passions to color that prophecy. Now, and God's method is man. God has no other medium other than man. So that's why he said you will wage a good warfare. Which is a secondary word to this word is the word statia. Statia. S-T-A-T-E-I-A. Used for service. Statia. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. For the weapons of our warfare. Now, let's examine a parable Jesus gave on warfare. Luke chapter 14 verse 30 to 32. Stay with me. 
Luke chapter 14 verse 30 to 32. Saying, this man began to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king? Seated not down first and consulted whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000. Or else, while the order is yet a great way off, he sent an ambassage and desired conditions of peace. What Jesus is saying is who goes to warfare and does not sit down and begin to count the cost. He does not sit down to say how do I go about this? What do I need? What do I require in order for me to win? So when I have a prophecy, in that prophecy there is a warfare. And that warfare is primarily in my mind. In my mind. That warfare is primarily in my thoughts. In my thoughts. That's the first place. Primary in my thoughts and primary in my mind. And that warfare can affect my interpretation. So, I must first of all clarify precisely what is this utterance speaking about precisely. What is this utterance communicating? I have seen people whom I believe or who had something but they interpreted what they had wrong. See? They heard from God very well. But when they were to interpret, there was a problem with their perception of what God said. They make conclusions that don't truly represent what God said. Let's say a typical example because probably that is the reason for the spirit witness. You know? That's why at the beginning of this teaching I said that you must recognize the spirit precisely. Again, I said... All transies will always pass through where? The mind. All transies will always pass through the mind. Whether you are the one going, giving it, or receiving it, it will pass through the mind. Whether I am the one prophesying to you, or you are hearing the prophecy from me, both of us, the interplay of understanding between what I say and what you are hearing will be my mind to your mind. So it will still pass through the mind. Please stay with me. It is very important. It will still pass through the mind. That's why Paul never asked us to judge tongues. There's no scripture that asks the believer to judge tongues. Brother Paul only asks us to judge the things that are said in the interpretation of tongues. We don't judge tongues, but we judge the things that are said in the interpretation of tongues. Look at 1 Corinthians 14, 29. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 29. Let the prophet speak two or three, and let the other judge. The judge here is not a judging of the tongues, but rather a judging of what has been interpreted 
to see if it agrees with the word of God. He didn't say judge tongues, but judge interpretation. And we will see this a little more in the next things we'll be teaching on Friday. Now look at this. Acts chapter 20, verse 23. Observe when the utterances came to Paul. Save that the Holy Ghost witnesseth in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. The Holy Ghost witnesseth. So, the utterances came to brother Paul that there are bonds and affliction awaiting him in every city. The utterances came because they have revelation in them. Look, there is trouble awaiting you in every city. Then, those disciples in Acts 21, there is trouble. Agabus also in the same 21 looked at Paul. There is trouble. But what they spoke out was, look at Acts 20, 22. Please stay with me. Acts chapter 20, verse 22. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing, not knowing, his spirit is compelled by the inward witness to go to Jerusalem. He knows that Jerusalem he must go. But he does not have the details of what will happen in Jerusalem. So the inward witness gave him direction as to go to Jerusalem. I go bound in the spirit I go compelled or I am held in the spirit to go this way. I showed you last week that when he insisted on going, the people in Jerusalem, the brethren concluded, let the will of the Lord be done. What they meant is, go by the preferred will. Now notice, he said, not no win. I have a witness, but I, ha I don't have the details. Acts 20, 23 again. Acts 20, 23. Save that, I don't know, save that, the Holy Ghost witnessed. I have a witness by utterance in my spirit saying that bonds and afflictions abide me. I am compelled to go in the spirit, not knowing. Save that the spirit witness it. That means utterance. So the utterance dealt with the facts and the events. The utterance dealt with the facts and the events. But they were not clear cut as to the direction Paul should take. It talked about the facts and the event, but didn't give Paul a direction. So that is where the inward witness comes. Because the inward witness gave him direction. Paul, Jerusalem, you will go. But there are bonds and afflictions. 
I go bound. That is, I'm compelled in my spirit to go to Jerusalem. Even though the utterances that I am hearing are pointing to the fact that there is trouble in Jerusalem. But my spirit is saying, in spite of the trouble, I must go there. That's what God wants me to do. But the utterances, the prophecy, Agabus took the girdle. Whoever owns this, the way I'm tying this girdle, he will be bound. And the brethren told me not to go, but my spirit said I must go. The inward witness. How to interplay between the inward witness in the midst of all trans gifts. So the utterance came, but there's a good warfare I have to fight. Whether you like it or not, your thoughts, your emotions will always come in to interfere with direction. But it says in Acts 20:24, 20, Acts 20:24, 20, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my cause with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Now, this verse 24 is as a result of verse 22, not 23. Look at verse 22, Acts 20, 22. And now behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that shall befall me there. Then look at verse 24, Acts 20, 24. But none of these things move me. Even though I don't know, I know that there's problem, but I'm not moved, whatever it is. My spirit is compelling me to go. So I shall not be distracted. I shall not be dissuaded by the bonds and the afflictions that before, I don't know the details of the kind of problem waiting, but nothing is going to deter me. He made a confession out of not knowing the things that shall befall me. But I am compelled. How did Paul learn to follow through? How did he learn to follow through? In spite of the threat. Because he has learned to follow the inward witness. Every child of God must learn to follow the inward witness. And for those of you that are just joining this teaching now, I have already done a series that has been running for six months now on this. I've done a series on basics of direction, following the inward witness, Leadings and perceptions, plan, purposes, and pursuits, then back to concerning leadings and perceptions. All these I have taught. You may need to go back, get all of the series, so that you have the complete picture of what we're teaching, because this is something you will need all your life till you leave this world. You cannot do without it. Now, if you are not someone that knows precisely the witness of the Spirit, with those prophecies, you will have said like Brother Paul, Ah, thank God, 
I will just stay in Antioch. Jerusalem, I'm not coming. Ah, so Wahala is waiting for me. I'm not coming. But because he knows how to follow the inward witness, even though the utterance told him there's danger, the inward witness supersedes the threat. So against all utterances, gifts of the spirit, he followed the inward witness. Remember he also said, not knowing, save the Holy Ghost, witnessed in every city. Yet he was compelled. Look at Acts chapter 27 verse 9 and 10. Mm-mm. Acts 27, 9 and 10. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous <laughs> because the fast was now already passed. Brother Paul admonished them. Next verse. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive. That's a word to underline. I am perceiving that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. That's what I'm perceiving. I'm not saying God is telling me. This is my perception of what God is saying. This is my interpretation of what I'm hearing from God that this voyage will be with hurt and much damage. Not only of the laden and sheep, even our lives will be damaged. And this is how our perception could be wrong. This is how our perception could be wrong. That's why the teaching is called leadings and perception. God is leading but the question is in my mind what am I perceiving? The spirit is speaking but how renewed is my mind to receive the right signal? Remember the problem is not with leading. The problem is with the perception. Leading is like the TV station. Perception is like your television set in your house. That your set is shaking and all the pictures are shaking doesn't mean that's what came from the TV station. You may need to check your antenna. You may need to check the quality of your television because the quality of television will determine how the pictures come out. There are some televisions, if, you, if the pictures come, you'll see the pictures neck shaking. Like, <laughs> those black and white old televisions. And then there are sharp ones where the picture comes out as if you are going to touch the person. It is not from the station. It is your antenna and your TV set. So God could be saying something, but if your antenna and your mind is not renewed, you will be receiving signal that is shaking head like this. So that's why Paul said, I am perceiving that this journey the ship will be destroyed. Even we, our lives will be destroyed. That is what I'm perceiving. Stay with me. You must be very careful of people whose prophecies are always negative. Every time. I see danger. I see bad things. I see disaster. You will die. I see sickness. I see bad things coming. Be careful with those people. Because except you are instructed... 
those people will always want to use those prophecies to manipulate and control you with fear. In fact, when you as a child of God see something wrong in a vision or revelation, don't tell the person. Pray about it, take authority and stand in faith. You don't need to tell the person. It's not the person God revealed it to. It's you. It's not because the person that the vision concerns is stronger than God. The same way God showed you could have shown the person. But he showed you because he wants you to take responsibility and stand in faith for your brother. So you take responsibility and stand in faith. And don't go and be sharing the vision and intimidating the person and manipulating him. That's wrong. You pray and stand in faith. Refuse that and stop it. We, we pray for each other. That's, that's how it is. Because telling them is to instigate fear. If they say need to give an instruction based on the vision, you could just say, brother, one, two, three, be very careful. Or one, two, three, do like this. Give the instruction, but don't bring the fear factor into it. Are we together here? That's how to operate. That's how to function with the things of the spirit. Sometimes telling the person will make it come to pass. Because once you speak it and the person is in fear and the person does not overcome that fear, fear is a connector to the object of the fear. When you fear something, you're already connected to that thing. That's why God doesn't give us fear. Because fear connects you to evil. Faith connects you to God and to good things. Fear is faith perverted. Fear is negative faith. The reason why you're afraid is because you believe that that thing is powerful and it has your ability to happen. That's why you're afraid. Otherwise, you won't be afraid. So fear already means you believe in that thing. It's faith in perversion. So that's why God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love upon of a sound mind. 365 times in the Bible, fear not, fear not one for every day you wake up. Simon, Simon, Jesus said, Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat, but I have prayed for you. He didn't say, let us pray. I have prayed for you. I saw evil coming. I've taken care of you. You don't come again. You will be restored. Strengthen your brethren. He didn't say, let us pray. He didn't say, I'm seeing evil coming. Can we pray? No. Jesus said, I have taken care of it in prayer. It will not happen again. So when a revelation is given you, take care of it in prayer on behalf of your brother or sister. Take care of it in prayer. I have prayed for you. Now, Paul said in Acts 27, 9, Acts chapter 27, verse number 9, put it up for me. Now, when much time was spent, and when selling was not dangerous, because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. Now, if you remember, he was not in Rome. But experiences have made Paul to start perceiving other things. I'm sure he was like, oh no. All those prophecies are going to come to pass. Remember they told him, there will be trouble, there will be trouble, there will be trouble. I just seen a vision, there will be trouble. Thus says the Lord, there will be trouble. He said, don't break my heart. I have a witness to go. Huh? 
I have a witness to go. Now he gets in the ship and there's trouble. And now he says, I'm perceiving we will all die. So I'm sure by his perception, he must have started saying, oh, and they warned me, not once, not twice, not three times. I wish I listened to stay back. Now, he was allowing the utterances becloud his conviction of the inward witness. In fact, brother Paul's interpretation is that nobody will survive. I hope you know that what Paul was saying here is utterance. You know, Paul spoke by the spirit, but he didn't speak by the spirit precisely. Exactly what the folks told him was what he did. They told him by the spirit not to go. How did they tell him by the spirit? Tongues and interpretation. The interpretation Paul had here was they will all die, none will live. Later on, brother Paul got clarification. So there are two things as I begin to round up. Number one, there was revelation. And number two, there was utterance. It was not different from Acts 21.5. Put it up for me. Acts chapter 21 verse 5. And when we had accomplished these days, we departed and went our way, and they all brought us on our way with wives and children till we were out of the city, and we kneeled down on the shore and prayed. Now look at Acts 27.22 now. Please pay attention, no miss this one. 27.22. And now I exhort you to be of good cheer. For there shall be no loss of any man's life among you, but of the sheep. The first perception is said, both the sheep and our lives will be destroyed. But after a while, he had clarity of what the Spirit was saying. He now said to them, Hey, there shall be no loss of life. None of us will die. Only the sheep. Give me 23, 27, 23. For there stood by me this night the angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. So when God saw that Paul was not getting the message clearly, he now sent an angel to help Paul get clarity. The angel of God, whose I am and whom I serve. Give me the next verse. Whose I am and whom I serve, saying, Fear not, Paul. Thou must be brought before Caesar. And lo, God had given thee all them that sail with thee. Next verse 25. We are for Sars. He now is speaking to the people in the ship with him. Be of good cheer. For I believe God that it shall be even as it was told. Like Brother Hagen will say, it's better to be slow than to be faster than God. Supposing the people believed him when he said, we will die. And they started jumping into the water to swim out. They will have died. A wrong perception of what the spirit is saying can get you in trouble. Supposing they had believed Paul that there will be danger and trouble and they started jumping out and falling to the water. Because look at that Acts chapter 22. 
verse 9 and 10. <clears throat> Give me verse 9. I mean 27. 27 verse 9 and 10. Acts 27 verse 9 and verse 10. Now, when much time was spent and when sailing was now dangerous because the fast was now already passed, Paul admonished them. Next verse. And said unto them, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hot and much damage, not only of the laden and ship, but also of our lives. So when he said this, supposing those that can swim started jumping out so that they don't die, that will have been a perception that is not accurate that brought destruction. So that's why we must, we must be slow. When you perceive what the spirit is saying, wait and pray a little more. Check it in light of scripture. Check it in light of scripture. Now, so whose responsibility was to ensure that what Paul now said comes to pass? Was it God's responsibility or Paul? Paul. Paul said, I believe God that it shall be as it was told me that no life will be lost. He had to believe that is warfare. He stood with God's word and refused to bow to the contrary circumstances. Because God said, I have given the life of all those in the ship in your hands. So Paul now speaks to them. So two, there seems to be a contradicting utterance. One said we will die. One said we will not. So he now had the responsibility to give direction to the whole ship. You are responsible for your perception. Now, where do we get perceptions? What compartment of the body do we receive perceptions in? The mind. Perceptions come to the mind. That's why the mind must be renewed and developed by the word of God to think in line with the spirit. Where did Paul get it wrong in his interpretation of what God was saying? In the mind. What he said, was it by the spirit? Yes. Because it came via utterance. But his interpretation of what the spirit was saying was where the problem was. So which means when we hear from God and we perceive what God is saying, we must seek for clear clarification. That's where counsel comes. That's where patience comes. Because in major decisions, you need to calm down. Many believers live in condemnation and fear because in their words, they say they are obeying God. How can you be obeying God in condemnation and fear when the spirit of God is not the spirit of condemnation and the spirit of God is not the spirit of fear? How does that work? Anywhere there's fear and condemnation, God is not there. Jesus said, neither do I condemn you. There is therefore now no condemnation. So once there's condemnation, that's not God. Once there's fear, that's not God. God doesn't function in fear and condemnation. Glory to God. I said, glory to God. So it's important that we find out clarification when we have utterance. Paul said, the man who has nothing in eternity 
will be saved by salvation. But that person will suffer loss. There are people who are supposed to be in ministry. But they have abandoned ministry. Are gone into politics. They have gone into business. And they are not thinking of serving the purpose of God at all. And they live with condemnation because they know that where they are is not where they should be. And one thing with condemnation is it will keep you going from one wrong direction to another. Because once there's condemnation, you keep going, you just keep going further and further away from God. Condemnation will drive you completely away from God. And that's why you must ensure that you handle perceptions with care. That's where the word inward witness comes. You follow the inward witness. Learn to recognize how the born again spirit reacts to things. How the born again spirit speaks. How the born again spirit puts out information. You must be able to recognize effectively how the born again spirit speaks and communicates and how the inward witness functions. And you must be able to know how to interplay the inward witness with all trans gifts, tongues, interpretation, and prophecy. And of course, you engage in warfare to ensure that your mind, your thoughts, your reasonings, your emotions are subject to the word of God. So that way your feelings and emotions do not inter interfere with your perceptions. You fine tune. How do you fine tune? You fine tune by learning, by growth, by receiving the word, and by counsel. Because as, we go, as we're going forward in the new year, every one of you will walk in the plan and the purpose of God for your life. Every one of you will follow God's purpose and you will live out the realities of God and you will serve your generation with the call of God upon your life. No one will be a mistake. No one will be a misfit. No one will do trial and error. No, 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 no. It will be precision and accuracy. Working and living in God's purpose and God's plan. Enjoying fulfillment. Enjoying boldness and confidence. And working in the realities that are yours in Christ Jesus. Can somebody shout hallelujah? God's plans for your life. God's purposes for your life, all of them will come into fruition. We will see them manifest, and let me tell you the truth. We will see souls saved, we will see disciples raised, we will see an explosion of God's word, and we will see men that have been very, 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 very resistant to God's word, submitting to the knowledge of Christ. Can somebody shout hallelujah? The earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the water covers the sea. Stand on your feet and shout glory! Amen. Amen. Father, I pray for everybody under the sound of my voice tonight. All over the campuses, all over our house centers, online, on television, on radio, that Lord, we, we declare right now that everyone will walk in the plan, the purpose, and the pursuits of God for your life. None of you will be distracted None of you will be waylaid by the enemy. In the name of Jesus, your mind is renewed. Your mind is subject to the thoughts of God. Your mind is subject to the word of God. You know what to do. You do the right things and you walk in that plan. 
together we shall see harvest of souls maximally we will see disciples raised all over the world and this gospel shall be preached from continent to continent to the ends of the earth and father we give you praise in jesus precious name and every believer says that amen on a note of finality glory amen Oh, I tell you, I'm excited about the word of God. Listen carefully. You don't want to miss, I'm joining Mr. Michael Bush in two or three minutes in the other studio for Ask the Counselor. Now, you don't want to miss that. And you don't want to miss our 31st December night, night service. Our service here in Power City, headquarters in Uyo, Nigeria, 98 Waniba Road. And all our campuses all over the world. United Kingdom, Europe, all our campuses in the Americas, Canada, all our campuses in Asia, all our campuses in the Sadiq region, South Africa, Zambia, Zimbabwe, Botswana, all our campuses in Namibia, all our campuses in West Africa, Ghana, Togo, Nigeria, and all the, of the West African regions, all our campuses all over the world, Dubai, Doha, you know, the middle, the middle East, we are all meeting on the 31st. 9 p.m. GMT plus one for West Africa. The other regions will tell you what time it will be at their time. But it's going to be a word that will empower and energize you. And we shall all prophesy and speak God's word concerning the year to come. The next 12 months will be months of maximum harvest. Glory to God. I'd like you to grab your offerings we want to give. And while you're grabbing your offerings, the banking details are coming online for those online. Television, the banking details are scrolling. And for the radio audience, Mr. Michael Bush will read the bank accounts for you so that you can also send in your offerings as we worship Jesus together. Let me also mention that the 31st, those of you in Akwaibom, wherever you're hearing the sound of my voice, it'll be good you're here on the 31st. Plan to also be here on the first in the morning, 9 a.m. I'll be teaching and laying hands on everybody for an impartation to prepare you for the journey. And in all our campuses around the world, there will be impartation going on all over the world. And of course, you don't want to miss the second of January service, which will be Sunday, first service, 8 a.m. GMT plus one, and second service, 10 a.m. I mean 10:30 GMT plus one. You don't want to miss what God is doing, and there's a lot of instructions I'll be bringing by the Spirit. Lift up your offerings. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice for the privilege to give and we give in faith. Our hearts are excited about the things you've done for us in Christ. And as we give tonight, the blessing is upon everyone. Our offerings are intentionally and deliberately given as our worship of your purpose on the earth. And we rejoice for the privilege to make a difference in the advancement of the gospel tonight. In Jesus' precious name we pray. And every believer says a powerful amen. Glory to God. Hey guys, you don't want to go away. I'm joining Mr. Michael Bush on all platforms. And ask the council on now and until I see you in the other studio, enjoy the grace of Christ. Let's celebrate viewers around the world for being a part of this service tonight. Glory! Amen! We trust Woo! that you have been blessed by this message. To order the complete series of this message and all the messages by Dr. Abel Daminer, Please call plus 234-806-800-9939 or email powercityoffice at gmail.com.
Thanks for staying tuned. The program enters gear two right now, and it's Ask the Counselor. Okay, by the way, Facebook friends, I'm coming to you any moment now, but let's just take this one, opening announcements, Power City International, that's the account name. There are two bank accounts, FCMB and UBA. I start on this edition with FCMB 2982682028, That's for FCMB, account name, Power City International. Bank number two, quickly, quickly, UBA 139-26465, UBA 139-26465, Power City International. Okay, announcement number two, I'm looking at time. Well, we have so much time on this edition of the program, and this edition is particularly important because this is just about the penultimate, no, the last bit one, yes, <clears throat> excuse me, the last bit one um, edition before, uh, that is the last bit one life edition before 2021 becomes history. And so we're trying to make the best of it. So uh, tonight on this edition, you have uh, the opportunity to call in. Remember, plus two, three, four, if you are calling from outside the country, otherwise it's simply 0806 800 9939. Or you want to send us an SMS again, it's plus two three four if you're doing from outside the country, otherwise it's 0703 691 Or you just send an email or two to ask the counselor now at gmail.com. Okay, so for sponsorship, for partnership and for support, just with a view to keeping this wonderful program, even if we say to so ourselves on air, what you just need to do is to dial the program hotline. Plus two three four again if you're dialing from outside Nigeria, otherwise it's 0803 or you send an email or two to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com. That's the opening announcements. I promised our, our Facebook family members that I was going to come to them. Let me just see. So, so many of them. I joined them earlier, and I'm trying to see whether I can pick them up again. There's so, so many of them, and we always are thankful to them. So, who and who there on uh, Facebook? Is that coming out? Is that coming out? Okay. Okay, I'll come back to Facebook um, comments in a moment because the uh, big man is already on set, and I'm not going to keep him waiting. Let me first acknowledge that my name is Michael Bush. I'm here with my producer, Pastor I.J. Quere, complete with the production team. The man is finally here, the set man, our father. Our chief breadwinner, you know, spiritual breadwinner, because that's what he is. Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. Global so Baba. good to see you this Global evening. Baba. How are you doing? So nice to see you. Praise God. Global Baba, just uh, get the program on the way. By the way, this edition of the program, because it's just the last uh, but one live edition that we're going to have in the year of our Lord 2021, we're going to do it freestyle. I'm just going to be starting from anywhere. No, I won't start from anywhere. I'll start from Arlington, Virginia. And that's where Susie Mountain States. United States. Yes, United States of America. Yeah, that's where, that's we, where spent, we, we spent yes, the, the night, the last time we were here live. So we're going to be kicking there from first door, our traditional opening prayer. Let's pray together. Father, we rejoice and we thank you. We have many things to be thankful for. Thank you for Christ. 
Thank you for salvation. Amen. Thank you for eternal life. Amen. Thank you for the forgiveness of sins. Amen. And we thank you for all of our realities in you. Amen. Thank you for a church like Power City where we are taught the word. Thank you for the gift of learning and the gift of receiving fellowship and edification with the brethren and among the brethren. Amen. Thank you for Kwaibom State. Thank you for our governor. Thank you for his executive cabinet. Thank you for the environment created for the word of God to thrive in this society. Thank you for Nigeria. Thank you for Africa and the rest of the world. Thank you that disciples are being raised on a daily basis and the gospel is thriving all over the nations of the earth. And we rejoice and we thank you for the blessings that we have even tonight as we fellowship. Great grace is upon everyone hearing and following these teachings tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Praise Amen. God. Amen. So Global Bible set out from Arlington, Virginia in the United States of America where we spent the night. The last time we were here on the program live. Hello, Global Baba. This is your favorite daughter, Susie, Susie Mountains. Merry Christmas. You know, anytime she writes in, she, she just adds some spikes here and there. She, she makes some claims onto herself. She calls herself what she wants to call herself. I look forward someday to seeing Susie Mountains. Okay, Global Baba, thank you for your labor of love. Thank you for teaching us Christ. Thank you for helping us grow spiritually through your daily non-stop teaching. You, that you keep feeding us. Thank you for making your messages available free, if I might add, so that the whole world can have equal access to them. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for your humility, Global Baba. Thank you for your humility. Global Baba, you are so, so humble and so accommodating that it blows my mind and, and just makes me want to act like my father all the time. You are just the best role model ever. <clears throat> Excuse me. You're such a phenomenal father, a teacher. Preacher, mentor, leader, Global you have the Bible. You make the Bible come alive to me and to millions all over the world. You are raising an army of believers that this world has never seen before. Believers that know their right from their left. Believers that are not afraid of Satan. That same defeated ant that is on our feet. Believers who are not fearful, who are not depressed, who are not sad, who are not confused. You are raising, Lubaba, believers who are bold, who are courageous, who are joyful, who are not afraid, always looking for how to be of help to the body of Christ. Thank you, Global Baba, above all, for your visit to Maryland in October 2021. That was such a, a, such a big turnaround for us, me especially. God knows. We appreciate you over here in the United States and in Canada. We keep making you proud of us by doing the world. We love, we honor, we adore you greatly for bringing ministry out of us, Global Baba, and enabling us to not only know God's plan and purpose for our lives, but also equipping us on how to walk and fulfill it. Oh, I love you, Global Baba. I love Mama. I love my three sisters. You all rock. Life is great. Our future in the U.S. and Canada region as PCI members, as Power City International members and coordinators, seven leaders will never be the same again. Ministry is in our blood, Global Baba, and there is no stopping us. We are mission-minded. Merry Christmas again and a productive new year of soul winning and discipleship. Amen. Your daughter, whom you love greatly, Susan, Susie Mountains. Okay, Global Baba. Susie, <laughs> Susie, Merry this Christmas. This is so good. This is so yes, nice. Susie, I love you. it. Thank you. I thank love you. It. I love it. We love, love you it. too, and we are proud of you and Amen. what you do for the kingdom. And the next year, we will blanket the whole world with the truth of the gospel like never before. Thank Amen. you for that. Amen. The, you know, this wonderful edition of the program now continues with this one. But by the way, um, producer, it's almost half past the hour in Uyo, Nigeria, right here. We can go live with telephone calls. Uh, just keep those calls coming. But the freestyle edition of the program goes now with this one. Hello, Global Baba. I have a confusion 
through so much um, teaching in the body of Christ. And in spite of uh, that, I'm left with a question. I'll be glad to know the truth from you. My question is, sir, what is the doctrine of Christ? What's the doctrine that Christ handed over to the apostles? Is it seven doctrines or just one doctrine? Is it only the doctrine of salvation, which is the preaching of the cross, or what? I cannot communicate myself well, but I'm so humble to know you understand me, sir. Thank you, sir. As I wait humbly for your response. And the reason why you're confused is because you have many pastors. You are listening to everybody. And of course, why won't you be confused when you're listening to everybody? The Bible says, if your eye is single, your body will be full of light. If your eye is double, you're listening to everybody. Your body will be full of darkness. And Jesus said that darkness is great darkness. So if you want to be free from confusion, between now and the new year, make up your mind who you want to listen to, which pastor you want to settle in and listen to. My sheep hear my voice, not my sheep hear my voices. My voice. Brother Paul says, though you have 10,000 instructors, I am your father, you have only one father. So you have to settle down on who is responsible for your doctrinal persuasion. And then you follow very carefully. And if you follow carefully and closely, you will not be confused. We don't have seven doctrines. We have just one message. That message is Christ. Christ is the message of the scriptures. He is the character of the scriptures. He is the reason for the scriptures. He is God's thinking pattern. He is God's character. He is God speaking for himself. That's what we have. And um, a lot of explanation will bring you to clarity when you finally decide who to settle with to be responsible for your spiritual growth. Okay, Global Bar, just in time, a first caller. Hello. Good evening, Global Baba. Good evening, Merry Christmas. I want to deeply appreciate you for the good work you are doing. We are so blessed by your ministry and the message that is coming from the pulpit. All before this time, we will be drinking old wine, but you have come to change the message that we have been receiving. We are so blessed. But I just want to add this question tonight. Acts of Apostles chapter 9 verse 7 and Acts of Apostles chapter 22 verse 9 I saw a contradiction there. So I want you to look at that, those two scriptures and throw more light on it. God bless you, sir. Bless you and thank you for calling. But once again, just remember very quickly before we even read that Acts chapter 9 and Acts 27 are not the same contexts, they are not the same experiences, they are not the same revelations. So you interpret each context within its context. You don't cross carpet, except there's a corroboration. But to help you, I can read them for you. Acts 9, 7. Acts 9, 7. Who is in the studio? What's wrong there? That is okay. German language, or is it Italian? <laughs> or is it Uran? No, perhaps uh, no, Baba, they are writing that one in tongues. Uh, yeah, it, it, in it, tongues. maybe we need some interpretation. <laughs> you know, you have a gift. <laughs> oh, no, no, Baba. Okay, so we'll come back to that. We do not okay, have time. And is the men we journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but not see, but seeing no man. That was Saul of Tarsus on the way to Damascus when he had his encounter where God told him to stop persecuting the church. Mm. Okay? Then the next one is Acts chapter 22, verse what? Nine. Nine. Is it 22 or 27? 27. 27, 27. verse 9. 27, verse 9. 
and they and now when much time was spent and when selling was now dangerous, we, we use this during the teaching. I'm not yes, sure this is the I one. think it's 22 verse 9. 22 verse 9. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they heard not the voice of him that spoke to me. Well, it's not a contradiction. Again, remember, the book of Acts is a book of narration. Narration means this is what we saw. This is how it looked like. This is what we, 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 we understood by what we saw. So sometimes in the narration, there could be things that look like contradiction. But you must remember, it is what the people saw that they documented. Again, the book of Acts is not a book of doctrine. It's a journalistic account of how the church transitioned from the Old Testament to the New Testament. The whole experiences. So because it's a narration, that's why you will see something that looks like a contradiction, but it is not. Remember, the only person that really had that encounter was not the people with Saul. It was Saul of Tarsus himself. So whether they say they heard or they didn't hear or they saw or they didn't saw, it doesn't matter. What matters, the key thing there is that Saul of Tarsus had the voice, spoke to the voice, and the voice spoke to him and gave him instructions on what to do when he asked for help. That's what matters in that entire context of that experience. Next, Global Baba uh, Freestyle Edition heads to Africa, Zambia. Here we come. How are you, great man of God, the Paul of our time? You know, man of God, I was that person who used to call you names that you teach wrong messages. That was not from listening to your messages, but from what fellow pastors like you used to say about you. But I told myself once to listen to you, and from that day, Global Baba, I knew what they were scared of. Not that, okay, I knew that they were scared of you, not that you were wrong, but that they are wrong. I went to a particular Bible school, he pleaded, by the way, he's given us his full name, given me even the name of the school, but wants me to delete that for obvious reasons. So I went to a particular Bible school with a diploma, a pastor, but the sad thing is my wife left me, that I started teaching wrong gospel in our church since I started listening to you. But I don't care anymore. Many things have been said. What I'm asking is, I have passion for souls. The word in me is burning. Only if you can allow me to open a branch of power city international. Sorry, but I feel I don't have a church I can go to because I feel they need to learn. So please uh, let my name be private, even the name of the school. But help me. This guy writes from uh, Lusaka, Zambia. Well, you know, uh, the intercontinental. First of all, there's no way pastors will hear what I'm teaching, which contradicts what they teach, and they will not say, I am wrong. And then, of course, is only a fool or someone who is not intellectually sound that will condemn a man based on what somebody else said. People that are intellectually sound, before they arrive at a conclusion on, on a matter, they will have to listen to the matter themselves. So it's either the man is a fool or he's not intellectually sound. People that are intellectually sound will say, why did you say what you said? Because of what he taught. What did he teach? Can I have the material? Let me listen to it myself. So that's the first problem. The second problem is, pastors tell you not to listen to me because they know once you listen to me, you will never listen to them again. And if you think it's a joke, take a series of my teaching, listen to it. When you're through, go back and listen to your pastor then you'll know what I'm talking about. Because when you test the new wine, the old wine will no more be attractive. Then finally, your wife doesn't want you to preach what you're preaching because she thinks you're preaching nonsense and it's because her eyes are blind. 
She has not come to revelation knowledge. So what do you do? Be patient. Be calm with her. Pray for her. Look for ways to explain what you know to her. Spend time. Spend time. Be patient. Give it a little time. Prayerfully. Patiently. And see if you will eventually be able to help her to see what you have seen and to understand the position of the scriptures. You know, basically, a lot of people, the reason why they have problem with the finished work of Christ is because they think it is a license to sin, as if though themselves are living the life as they ought to live. You know, that's the irony with the matter. So be patient with her, pray for her, and keep bringing the truth to her until she comes to the knowledge of the truth. That was actually semi-finally Global Baba because he had actually asked um, another question that you need to take as finally, and that's the issue of opening a power city international. Oh, branch. yes. Oh, yes. I'm sure we will send that email to Pastor Matthew. Okay. Pastor Matthew will reach out to your regional coordinator for Lusaka is Pastor K. Pastor K will reach you and he will work with you and he will assist you to see how a campus can be brought in where you are. Thank you for reaching out. Okay, Global Baba, let's move around. Still Freestyle Edition. I'm still waiting for more calls. Keep them coming. This one now from Noble Ayo says, Bless you, Uncle Michael Bush. Daddy, I praise God for your labor of love. I'm happy that I never gave in to persecution from, by my family and community for this word. I praise God for the light in you. I'm always grateful for the virtuous woman I ma you married and how she has helped us get this word. Gratitude is all I know. Blessed is uh, this generation and me. My praise is unending. He's so happy. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. That's actually an SMS as I run to another part of the continent, Zimbabwe. Hello, Global Baba. Thank you for bringing light to my understanding. I have a question. The Bible says, Jacob, I loved. Esau, I hate. Can you please explain what it means in light of Christ? According to my understanding, I believe Esau represents the old covenant and Jacob, the new, but I cannot fully explain it. Can you please clarify? Munashishibanda, Zimbabwe. Well, if you read that place very carefully, don't be giving the Bible your own interpretation. When you read that place very carefully, he now said the reason why for that hatred and love is that the purpose of election may stand. So he's not talking about Old Testament and New Testament. He's talking about the purpose of election. So that means you need to understand the doctrine of foreknowledge, predestination, and election. It is on that premise you will understand the hatred and the love. It's not a hating and it's not a loving. It's a parable that explains a concept in redemption. My advice, order for Soteria season 4. Because that is all we dealt with, the doctrine of election in Soteria season 4. And it's about 35, 36 hours of teaching. Bless you. Lobaba, amen. This caller, Helen. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from Bowie. Go ahead. I want to appreciate Papa for what he did. And I mean, can we just boost his voice a little? Hello, yes, sir. Yes, go ahead. We can hear you loud and clear now. Yeah. Uh, I have a question. Is it wrong that my size outside the church may have And secondly, if I see somebody here and I don't have any way, but I have a size, if I see a size wrong, then second. Uh, is it possible 
Can you hear no, me? I cannot hear a thing. No, we can't hear you if we you can't, can't project you can your voice yes, and you. speak clearly. We can't really hear can't what hear you thing. say. Yes. Hello, sir. Yes. yes. Okay, if you, if you pay your tithe to somebody who is sick. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. If the tithe, for example, I put somebody sick, I give him my tithe. It runs. Secondly, there is an area that they call it hospital. I didn't hear that second question, but I heard the first question. Okay, Daddy. I said there is a place in Cornwall called Tati Tor. So, Plant Tor. So, if I go there now, if it's the will of God for me to go and put it on, wrong. If there's a place to plant a church? Okay, if yes, it goes sir. there, is it wrong? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Like, and, uh, okay, go okay, ahead. I think, yes, go ahead. I, I, I've been following you for years, and uh, actually, I have been looking for a way that I will say, how can you, how, I want this father to I come down to go through the gate who online one can be able to get some. Okay, you know what? I think my producer, the producer can hear. Producer, what did he say? Just say. Okay, must oh, we to come speak down? in tongues. Okay. No, you don't have to come down to speak in tongues. What you'll do is give us your number. We can get somebody in Bauchi where you are to get you to speak in tongues within now and tomorrow afternoon. We have people in Bauchi that can minister to you quickly, help you understand. You don't need to come down. You don't need to go to Jerusalem to speak in tongues. You just need to know what it is, and you speak where you are. Then the next question is on tithe. Well, you're asking the wrong people about tithe because me too, I don't even know what you mean by tithe. Because first of all, tithe does not exist in the New Testament. Jesus never paid tithe. Jesus never received tithe. Paul, Peter, James, John, all the apostles never paid tithe. They never received tithe. And the New Testament church is built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets. Jesus himself, the cornerstone. Christianity is historic and Christianity is apostolic, which means what they never did, we are not supposed to do. So again, what is tithe? Tithe is tent. What do we do in the New Testament? We give generously. We are not paying because there's nothing we owe. We are giving in response to what Christ has done generously. So back to your question. If somebody is sick, should I give him money and support him? Why not? If your brother is sick, help him, support him. You know, um, what about tithe? I don't know about tithe, but I know about generous giving. I hope that helps you. I have a full teaching on tithing, and I think it's about uh, part 1 to 10. If you email our office and ask for the material on tithing, it will help you to understand why I'm answering you like this on tithing matters. Finally, about starting a church. Well, I don't know what you meant by if you go somewhere where you're supposed to start a church and start a church, but maybe if you shoot us an email with more explanation, I'll be able to better answer you.
I hope that helps you a little bit. God bless you. Amen. Uh, Global Papa, let's just um, get back a little. Uh, the, the way they were supposed to be full of questions when um, Susie Mountains uh, fired at their email. And I, I don't know, but there's this other caller. Let me just take that. I'll come back presently. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us. Where are we calling from? I'm just a victim. It's from Lagos, Cotton. Go ahead. Yes. I want to ask a pastor question. Fire on. Okay, no problem. The first question is, I've heard a pastor talk about uh, baptism, that it is not necessary. But, sir, many churches have been talking about that for a long time, and they've been preaching it, and they do take verses in the Bible to support that. So how do you reconcile that? That is the first question. The second question, as a believer, is it a must for a person who calls himself born again Christian to speak in tongue? Is it a must? Okay, well, first question, first question, the popularity of a lie doesn't make it a truth. And the age of a lie doesn't make it a truth. So that something is popularly done by churches doesn't mean it is the truth. So again, you want to look at the Bible. Because the Bible is a boundary for Christian learning. And if you look at the Bible very clearly, water baptism was symbolic of spirit of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. They were baptizing in water because the Holy Spirit has not come. As a symbol of what the Holy Spirit will do. Now Jesus has risen from the dead, the Holy Spirit has come. We don't baptize in water anymore. We are baptized by the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 5 tells us it's one baptism. So you can't have the baptism of the Spirit and be looking for water. Remember John said, I, John, I baptize with water. But the mightier than I who is Jesus, when he comes, he will not use water. He will baptize with the Spirit. And today it's not John baptizing you. It's Jesus. Jesus never uses water. He uses the Spirit. So again... The popularity of a lie doesn't make it a truth, and the age of a lie doesn't make it a truth. Your second question is on. No, that's, I think that is uh, all he asked. Or I think that is all. Uh, a must. To is speak it in a must yes. to speak in tongues? Yes. Well, it's like saying that the government gave you scholarship in Lagos State for every child, and then your own child say, "I will not take the scholarship. Daddy, you must pay the school fees." How will you handle your child? That is how it is. The gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to us by Jesus himself to help us live the life that he wants us to live. So a believer that refuses to receive that gift has shortchanged himself and shot himself in the leg. Okay. Okay, Global Bar. Actually, um, I've taken down these two questions, but my mind was still on that baptism part because it's something very important. You've said over and over again, I need to bring that out. Still on baptism when we come back. This caller, hello. Hello, sir. Many thanks for joining us. Where are you calling from? My name is Jeremiah. Calling from Ghana. 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 Okay, go ahead. No, I said Ukana. 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 Okay. Ukana. Ukana. That's the Sierudin. Yes. Are you there? Yes, yes, sir. Yes, go ahead. 
Okay, can we, can we make progress? Okay, can I just appeal to you since you're just um, within um, Uyo, within Akwaibom, please just call us again. No, but let's get back to that baptism part. Yes. Um, in in number of teachings, you always chip in. I mean, you always uh, end on a high by saying, if baptism, yes. water baptism was yes. that important. Yes. The robber that was with Jesus. On the, on the, on the cross. Yes. Jesus yes. will have told him, go down go and baptize first, first before you build. And I think fire. that is just end of discussion. Very true. That is just so end of discussion. Very, very true. Okay, but the other thing is... Um, uh, well, the callers, they keep saying the same thing, and um, Susie Mountains brought it out too. It's just to take out time and really, really thank you on behalf of all of us, on behalf of us, whether you are power, power citizen or you are just uh, somebody who listens to the program or watches the program. I don't know what the world was like, even for people like me. You know, this is so strange, this is so new, and all of that. There are, there are many things I hear, and I say, okay, so this is it. So, and all of that is because you have decided to give up yourself, of your time, and to continue to thank you. So, I join my voice with um, Susie's to say thank you, Daddy, and all that fantastic work you do. Thank you, Intercontinental. You know, it started like a joke for one month. Absolutely. Month-more. And we're here. And we're here. It's and about two years now. And we're, we're still going. Where we'll end. We don't know yet. <laughs> we're still here. We keep and pushing. I want to thank you for your time, thank too. You, you know, and all your sacrifices. Yes, and I, your dedication to this cause. We, I really appreciate amen. it. Amen. Global, by the moment I started thanking you, I started regretting because I knew you go that night. <laughs> You know, so, so but, no, but I'm serious. Yeah, okay. then I'm Absolutely. serious that I know, and yeah. um, I'm just I feel privileged that I'm here. Okay, yeah. another text message quickly. Anonymous says, What would we be doing after rapture? Global Baba number two, what language would we speak? And number three, what would we eat? Keyboard Agaba. <laughs> There's one song we used to sing. That's one song we used to sing. There is no night there. There is no night there. Hallelujah. There is no night there. For Jesus is the light in the heavenly city bright. Hallelujah. There is no night there. So if Jesus is the light there, Jesus is the bread there, Jesus is the meat there, Jesus is the drink there. So don't worry yourself. Your, your needs are taken care of already before we get there. But Lubama, yes. seriously. Yes. So, so, sometimes, why would people ask this kind of question? Because they, they, want, they want to know. To know what? To know what with that information? Well, some of them is just curiosity. Okay. And uh, some, right. sometimes it just help them. <laughs> okay, Global, I have another text message. This one from Canon Festus. It says, Lubama, uh, if manna was not from heaven, then with what power was Moses working? Well, Moses did miracles. Like I've always said, miracles are not exclusive to Christianity. But also remember that Moses had angels working with him by the appointment of Israel for him to be in charge. So he did miracles. And those angels were the supernatural arm of Moses' ministry. So the fact that miracles happen doesn't really mean that that was God in their midst. Sometimes those miracles were Moses' way of communicating a reality. For example, the manna was pointing to the fact that Jesus will be the real manna. That's why when Jesus came in John, John chapter 6, he said, Moses didn't give you the bread from heaven. The manna Moses gave you didn't come from heaven. He said, the bread that came from heaven is he, that a man may eat me and not die. 
So Jesus was what Moses was communicating in types and shadows using the manner. So that's the way it is. Okay, Global, but let's go to South Africa. This one says, I'm Noel Phillips. I arrived from Malawi, but I'm, I, okay, I arrived from Malawi, but I'm based in South Africa. I used to watch uh, you on a TV channel called KLM. Since I started to watch you, Global Baba, I am telling you, I am always blessed. Please, Global Baba, pray for me to open, uh, to have new doors, financial breakthrough, healing, and of course, my business should flourish. Nothing is going well upon my life. I know you bring for me because your God is going to change my life. I would never remain the same in Jesus' name, Noel Phillips, in South Africa. Well, we'll pray for you at the end of the broadcast. But thank you for writing in. Keep following the teachings. This last caller. Hello. Yeah, hello. Good evening. By the way, Global Baba, this voice reminds me of uh, Pastor Isaiah. Where is he? Hello, your name. Where are you calling from? My name is your brother, Leo. I'm calling from Lagos. Go ahead, brother. Okay, I just want to say, say a very big thank you to the man of God. What he's doing... In the ministry, I actually met him 2018 when I knew that something was wrong with the kind of messages we preach in, the, in, in, in Christianity. I was actually searching for the truth. I stopped going to church 2016, 2017. So 2018, I just saw online one of his messages. I said, thank God, this is what I've been looking for. And since then, I've been an addict listener of your, of your messages. In fact, I worship with my family every Sunday, every time. All, I'm praying you, all you are praying, all you are. All, in fact, I'm, I'm an online worshiper. That's right. And by next year, I'm going to find out a, a, a nearby campus. Or I start a campus within my vicinity. That's good. Man of God, thank you and God bless you, sir. Amen. Amen. He's, he's so excited. Brother Leo, thank you and thank you for reaching <laughs> okay, out. But, Isaiah is in Abuja. I don't, okay, know. I don't know. I'm sure he's following. Okay. Sometimes they just follow quietly. Absolutely. Look, Baba, uh, he says he's an online worshiper. So I was, I was wondering in my head, you know, so does he worship online? You know, that means him and his family, they I watch. Know, yeah. I don't know, but I'm just trying to distinguish <laughs> what I was watching one That's night. I'm stepping you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Global, we told that we don't have time, so but I'm going to make two quick um, stops. First, to Maryland in the United States of America, head of Global Baba and the Intercontinental Mr. Bush. I'm a listener, Global Baba, to your service online. I am asking for prayer on my immigration papers and for my entire family. I'm a child of God, but Satan is giving me a fight. I think there is spirit following me around, watching my every move, Global Baba. But the mercy of God has kept me through it all. Please pray for me as I keep holding on, because victory belongs to my God. Thank you, Global Baba, Dr. Damina, and the Intercontinental Mr. Bush. God bless you both. My name is Janet. Janet, we divorce you from that spirit that's going around. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. You know, Praise so global, but people who stay in the United States and they still have this kind of. Uh, oh, yes. 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 Okay, yes. we'll come back to global by in a moment for prayers, but this last one. Um, I'm, my name is Vitaly Sokale. I've been going to church for years now, but my life has never changed wealth wise, yet I'm working. Could you please explain to me the difference between wealth and true riches? Vitaly Sokale, global Baba. Well, Vitalis, true riches has nothing to do with money. It's what you have in Christ. Wealth is what you make out of the jobs you do and the work you do on it. 
So you may need some financial counseling. You may need somebody to counsel you and help you to be able to know what to do to make the kind of money you're, you're looking for to take care of your family and your needs. Go where we need to go. We have just 120 seconds. We take 30 and do this quick prayer. Father, we pray for everybody whose needs have come before us tonight. Amen. We cast their cares on you. Those Amen. who are sick, we ask for healing. Amen. Those in need of miracles, receive a miracle. Amen. We break the hold of the enemy over your life. Amen. And we declare you released to experience the liberty and the freedom and the victory Amen. that is yours in Christ Jesus. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is Michael Bush. My producer is Pastor I.J. Query, complete with the production team. Inviting Global Baba, Dr. Abel Damina, to take us home. The Intercontinental, Mr. Bush. So good to have you again tonight. Absolutely. Praise God. Hey, guys, look at this. Christocentric meal. Christocentric meal. You don't want to start 1st of January till December without having the Christocentric meal, your daily devotional. And this time it's packaged so beautifully. You know, so nice. You want to order for one quickly. You call the numbers on the screen to order for, or you shoot email to Dr. Abel Damina at yahoo.com, and it will be delivered anywhere you are around the world. But it's important you order for this. It will help you a great deal. Remember, we're live tonight at 9 to 10, Inspiration, 10 to 12, Heritage, tomorrow morning, 5.50 a.m. We are on XLFM, 11 to 1, Radio Aquibom, 1 to 3, XLFM 3 to 5, Passion FM, and then 6 p.m. GMT plus 1. We're back on all platforms tomorrow evening. Don't forget to be part of our 31st service right here at 9 p.m. Power City International, 98 Waniba Road, Uyo, Akwaibom State, Nigeria, and on all platforms, social media platforms, we will be live and on Kingdom Live Network. We love and you guys. XLFM. Yeah, and on XLFM. And on XLFM, we'll be live on XLFM. From 9 p.m. until midnight. 12 midnight. Yeah. You don't want to miss any of the platforms. Grace abound to us. We love you. Till we see you again and spend more time with you. Enjoy the grace of Christ and be blessed. Goodbye from Uyo, Nigeria. Amen. Glory to God.